Hey everybody, welcome to the Integrate Yourself podcast. You're listening to episode 39. We're your host, Allison Pillow and Maya Gottlieb. You can find me, Allison, at pureenergypdx.com and you can find Maya at mayagottlieb.com. Maya and I are both certified nutrition and fitness coaches and together we share over 20 years experience in the field, coaching clients and doing our own research on leading edge nutrition and fitness in regard to hormonal balance and aging. This show is all about sharing with you creative ways you can integrate all aspects of health into your life and teaching you how to become your own authority when it comes to your health and wellness. Today we spoke with Anna Rova of Girlskill Podcast and Girlskill.com. Anna's helping women redefine what it means to be successful as a woman. We talk about how we've become disconnected from our femininity and how we can reconnect with it. So personally, I went through this situation. I didn't talk much about this on the show, but I did go through this, I guess, within the past five years where I actually uh, can really relate to Anna's story and how she talked about in the story about really uh, relating a lot to the masculine side of herself and, and having more relationships with men as far as guy friends go and, and, feeling very masculine in her energy, even in her relationships with men. So um, I had a similar situation. And then I think this is um, also what inspired me to do the podcast. I, I went to an event where it was just an event for only women. And the first event I went to was the South um, Eastern Women's Herbal Conference. And there was about 900 women there. And I'd never been to an event like that before in my life, never been in a situation where there were 900 women and only women, there were no men around, absolutely none. And at first it was, a, it was very surprising, the energy that I felt from that, it was a little overwhelming at first. And then when I started to calm down some, I started to understand what <laughs> the power that women have um, when they can kind of discover that femininity within themselves. And it's pretty powerful, but again, we can't have that kind of, uh, we can't express our femininity without having the masculine to actually balance it out too. And that those are some of the things that we talk about today, but I just wanted to share with you guys my story. I just experienced it um, again, just on another level. And it helped me gain a perspective on what it means to be a woman because I don't ever really think I had experienced that before. I didn't really experience femininity that way. or in so, so what that did is it led me down this path of now seeing um, the fitness and nutrition industry in a whole nother light. So this is the whole reason I asked Maya to come on board with me to do the show was because I really wanted everyone to see nutrition and fitness from more of a female perspective and because there has been only one perspective in my opinion at by default and again it's nobody's fault it's just what we have had you know there's not really anything to compare it to so um this is what I discovered and this is why I decided to share that perspective so I hope that made sense to you guys I hope I didn't ramble on too much there yeah, this is going to be a really exciting show. Again, this is something we we talked about a little bit in like I think one of the first ten episodes uh, called uh, I think it was uh, called Women's Empowerment, and um, I'll also uh, put that episode in the show notes so you guys can check that out. But I really enjoyed this conversation with Anna, and I hope you guys check out her podcast as well. 
And um, she's got some great information and she interviews some amazing people. So check it out. Everybody, you can definitely uh, support this podcast by heading over to our affiliate link, uh, the Thrive Market affiliate link, and going over and either signing up for the trial membership or actually signing up for the membership. It, you'll you'll pay off that membership in about two purchases, I guarantee you. So you that a little bit of money comes back to us if you do that as well. If you don't feel like doing the Thrive Market membership, you can always go to Four Sigmatic and buy some purchase some products there. You get ten percent off with our code. Our code is integrate yourself. Make sure you put that in so you can get 10% off and a little bit comes back to us and we appreciate it so much because it covers our production costs and the time that we spend putting this together for you guys, which we love so much. We love your support as well. If you just want to support us uh, in other ways, you can always subscribe to this podcast and you can leave us a rating and review. We'd love that so much. You can leave it on iTunes or Stitcher or both. Thanks again. So without further ado, here's the show. Today, we're here with a really great guest. We're really excited for Anna to be on our show today. Her name is Anna Rova. She's a writer, a podcaster, a yoga instructor, and she's also founder of GirlSkill, an online media platform, publication, and podcast empowering women to live a life of freedom, joy, and creativity. A formal a former email marketer, she loves being on stage, sharing her knowledge on relationship dynamics, feminine, masculine energy, and the power Um, and the power that goes with that. Born and raised in Eastern Europe, she's on a mission to redefine female success and femininity. She believes in creating a thriving community of consciousness and awakened women through providing inspiration, tools, and resources that will help us build a better, more sustainable world, which is super important. She has, she's had also founded, um, is it Man Inside Show, a podcast about men where she's interviewed John Gray, who's the best-selling author of Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And uh, together with her husband, Anna has traveled the world being on the road full-time, writing her personal blog, recording podcast episodes with incredible women for the Girl Skill podcast, practicing yoga and spreading love and positivity. She is passionate about yoga, personal growth, and spirituality, fashion design, and writing fiction. Welcome, Anna, to our show. Thanks so much for coming on. What an introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's very powerful. I feel like um, you're really, you've really dug into that balance between the feminine and masculine, which I think we're kind of trying to find that equilibrium, that equal point right now in the world with everything that's going on. But um, first, I just want you to share a little bit about yourself and your lifestyle, which is super interesting because you kind of live from what I've read and heard um, about you, you you live a little bit of the nomadic lifestyle, and um, which is super interesting. So mm-hmm. love to hear more about that and, and about your journey too. and and. Also, I saw that you worked for Mind uh, Mind Valley, which I really I followed them some, and I like a lot of the stuff they put out. So maybe you'd want to share a little bit about that as well. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not a little bit nomadic. I'm actually nomadic full totally full nomadic. time. Um, <laughs> so I'm a location-dependent entrepreneur slash digital nomad. So a digital nomad is a popularized term for someone who basically doesn't have a stable home, just travels all over the place and works online. So I've been doing that for almost three years now. Um, uh, first working in online marketing. Uh, email marketing particularly where I was an expert and a specialist and then one day about a year ago uh, I woke up and I was like all right um, I'm done because this is not my passion not my thing I can't like I can't do this anymore although it was bringing me good money um, you know I was really good at it and I wrote about have it being in this trap of, you know, being paid well for what you do and being good at it, but that's actually not your genius zone, so to say. And so since then, you know, I've been like, I've launched my podcast and all of that. I'm going into coaching now and really going for my passion, which happens to be femininity, masculinity, and like the balance between the two, and especially, you know, for women today. Uh, and it, as you said before, it's such an important subject to tackle. And, you know, sometimes I ask myself, like, why couldn't I just teach business or email marketing or whatever, you know, because it's, it's just for me, it's so, it would be so much easier just to be in a space where there's not a lot of controversy. There's just, you know, you just teach your thing and it's still hard and everything, but it's not, you're not deeply involved in very sensitive issues. But, you know, so it happened that I'm really passionate about it. and. Um, of course, it's related to my personal journey. So going with back, I'm, I'm from a country um, called Moldova. As I told you before, it's, so it's between Eastern Europe and, um, sorry, between Eastern Europe, so between Romania and Ukraine. It's one of the poorest countries in Europe. And um, yeah, it's been such a journey. You know, people don't hear, I'm usually the first person that people meet from the country. So I'm like an ambassador um, <laughs> to all of my country, so to say. And uh, yeah, I grew up having a really tough childhood. Um, you know, I have a history, well, not history, but you know, my mother passed away when I was really young. I was eight, my sister was 12. Um, and then I had a classical Cinderella story where uh, my dad married an evil stepmother when I was 14. And since then everything went downhill. And like, I, I had a terrible teenage uh, kind of um, years period. Like it was a lot of um, a lot of anger, a lot of depression, a lot of suicidal thoughts, whatever. And then I broke out finally. So I went, I won a competition, uh, to go to the U S actually, and be a high school exchange student. So I was always this girl that was a rebel. And, you know, I started smoking cigarettes when I was really young, drinking alcohol, whatever, skipping school, but I was really smart and school was, uh, like it came easily to me and I was lucky because my parents uh, gave me to like, um, a really good English school when I was very little. So I knew English really well. So I won this competition at 17. I went to the U S I went to Virginia. Um, I was a high school exchange student there, lived with a family in like a, you know, in a small redneck town and all of that. And it was awesome. Like that year changed my life, like literally changed my life. And then I came back, um, more or less, I managed to finish high school. It was really hard. I left home, um, cause I couldn't stand my stepmother, my dad anymore and all of that. And I uh, went to college after that. So I ended up in Bulgaria studying four years at an American liberal arts school, Therefore, you can, you can see by my accent, it's like a weird combination of everything. Um, but yeah, so I majored in two degrees, business and mass communication. And then I ended up 
on the way to Malaysia because um, I got a job at this amazing company uh, called Mind Valley. <laughs> so I didn't know what it would be about. You know, never heard of meditation. In fact, where I come from, meditation, personal growth, like people think you must be a monk or a crazy person to meditate. And so I went there and I ended up working uh, with Mind Valley for three and a half years where I learned um, everything I know about online marketing, email marketing, as you know, they're like a huge publisher in personal growth space. Yeah. I ended up quickly rising to the, so to say, top marketing, one of the top marketing positions. And, uh, and I also got exposed to the personal growth world where my transformation began. This is where I had my first podcast about men after breaking up with my boyfriend. And <laughs> it was such a crazy journey. I had the time of my life. I started traveling and all of that. And I, that, I guess to connect that part with what I'm doing now is um, I just realized one day, so I was kind of done in Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur in, in the company. Cause I've been there for a long time, like three years to be like for a millennial, as you know, three years in a company and uh, it was a long time. And so, but I, re I started getting to know this digital nomad movement and I was like, wow, you know, I can work online. I know a lot. Um, and I knew that the American market and American companies would pay a lot of money for my knowledge because I learned, you know, how to launch programs, webinars. I was managing like multi-million dollar launches and stuff like that. And then, yeah. And so I said, all right, that's it. I'm just going to book a ticket. One way ticket to Bangkok. I'm going to go to an island and I'm going to, you know, rent a studio by the beach, learn how to ride a scooter. And, um, the rest is history. And I also met my husband on the road in Colombia two years ago. Wow. So, and we're now happily married and all and uh, traveling the world. So that's in a nutshell, my story. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's an amazing story. And um, gosh, it just, it just sounds like you were able to just find what you wanted out of life pretty quickly in, in that span of time. So uh, yeah, that's uh, what, what led you to wanting to um, to delve more into the feminine masculine aspect of spirituality, Anna? So it's really interesting because um, it's one of those journeys that, you know, there's so many stories and I'm guessing Maya and Allison, you have the same thing where you embarked on this journey of, you know, nutrition and fitness and health because of a personal kind of reason, right. um, you know, looking for answers and all of that. And I feel like so many online entrepreneurs or in general entrepreneurs now, uh, especially in the, you know, education, personal growth niche, everything starts there. Like I have a problem, there are no answers. I'm going to find my own answers. Right. So I, what, when it started is that I broke up with my boyfriend. Um, we were together for about five years. Everything was going great. We were supposed to have a wedding, whatever. And then um, something happened. And then, so we broke up. Um, and it was an internal pull from me. Um, and I was always now looking back. Um, and now I know because I've studied the subjects, um, is that I was always raised like a man, like a boy. Uh, and I feel like so many women will relate to it, yeah. like, go, 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 don't trust anyone, take care of yourself. And a lot of women in Eastern Europe are, are raised like that. And I'm sure it's not only Eastern Europe, but I also was raised without a mother and with an evil stepmother. And yeah. so all of that added to it. And then now I realized, you know, I was literally raised like a man where I 
only relied on myself. I knew that nobody's going to help me. You know, I need to push through. I need to get out of the country. Education is my ticket. Make my own money. You know, just go for it. And, uh, and that's what happened. And so uh, by default, I attracted a man who was complimentary to my energy because I, you know, I'm a bit of a, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of David Data and someone who doesn't know David Data, he talks a lot about the polarity between the masculine and the feminine. And what happened and what happens today, actually, women who are in their masculine all day, taking charge and everything, they're by default attracting men who are more of a feminine essence. And mo most of us have both, you know, but most women resonate and at the core they have a feminine essence and so what happens like you can't have two husbands in the family or in the relationship or two men in the relationship um so one of them eventually like one becomes a man and it doesn't matter who's a woman who's a man and so i became the man of the relationship i was making all of the decisions i was making more money i was i was just a guy you know and uh, it was great like i felt happy and understood whatever only when something happened and we broke up and I was exposed to this dating world and I was, I think I was at the time 23, something like that. Uh, obviously, like I felt like I was 33, but <laughs> whatever. Um, and I knew what I wanted from life, you know, no, I, I was a bit confused about everything, but still. So I, I started, I needed to date again and I didn't know how to do that. It's like, you know, I was starting to uh, talk to girlfriends and, and guy friends and like, how does this work? What's going on? And I realized like, so many of us have no idea how relationships work. Uh, men try to understand women, but women for men are still these like creatures that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what the hell they want. What's going on? I better run the other way, you know, all of that, but they still want them. They don't know how to deal with them. Right. And then women are like sitting there and thinking, Oh my God, he just wants to get into my pants. Like what's <laughs> happening? What? You know, there's so much yeah. misunderstanding between genders, especially like considering everything that's going on today. Today's even worse, I feel like, because that was like, what, six years ago, five, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, and I, and I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I said, all right, well, maybe I should start my own podcast and I'm going to interview men because I, because of my masculine kind of personality, I, I had a lot of guy friends and I was getting really well with guy friends. And in fact, I wasn't getting well with girlfriends at all. I, now I realized I was looking down upon women in general in terms of like, you know, when I saw weakness, what I thought was weakness, right? Uh, <laughs> feminine. I judged it and I was like, get your shit together and like, go do this, you know, or something like that. So that was really interesting. And yeah, so I ended up interviewing a lot of men about women in relationships and really go down to the core of, I mean, I don't have all the answers, right? But I ended up interviewing John Gray, yeah. all men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And it was just such an amazing journey. And it was a, it was a journey into myself of understanding who I am as a woman who are men, what men want, um, what is important to men, what's going on in their kind of psyche when they are trying to, you know, to date uh, or even pick up women, whatever. Um, I remember it was a moment when guys started telling me, well, you know, when I was in my puberty, whatever, I started Googling how to pick up women. I got into these like circles of, you know, how to do, you know, all of these circles that men right. go, I was like, it was mind blowing. I was like, what, 
what do you mean you Google how to pick up? What, <laughs> what do you really mean? hard for guys, I think, in some respects, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what, like, I didn't know this. I was like, yeah, what? Like, you study this? And, and I was just exposed to a whole world of what men have to deal with. And, you know, I'm yeah. not saying all oh, poor guys, whatever, but right. there's a journey there. Like, there, there's, no, there's no proper role models for guys. Like yeah. there, this is such a big issue that a lot of women, including me, just didn't know, you know? Yeah. So I didn't think about it until I had teenage sons. Now I have teenage sons and they're trying to relate, you know, figure the whole thing out. I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry, honey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will help you out the best I can, but it, it's really hard. And it, now I see it through their eyes and I'm like, wow, like, yeah, that's got it. That's a lot of uh, weight on their shoulders to have to, you know, it's, it takes a lot of courage on their part as well. Absolutely. But, you know, now it's kind of the, the playing field's equaling out a little bit more. And I think the girls like, cause when I was younger, I feel like, um, I mean, I, I did ask out guys and stuff, but it wasn't as acceptable to do that, you know, as much. So, <laughs> but now it's much more acceptable. Um, yeah, yeah for weird, sure, but. for sure. And so this is how my journey started. You know, I was just so fascinated. I was, I'm still fascinated by the feminine masculine dance because it really is a dance, you know, the whole yeah. term peacocking or whatever, it comes from nature. Like yeah. it's incredible to watch. And then, you know, the more I got into this subject and now of course I have a podcast interviewing women about femininity. Right. And so the, the coin kind of flipped. Men Inside Show is more of a personal journey and I've healed a lot of my traumas and issues with my dad. Like I, I, I understood that the key to loving myself more and healing my relationship with men is my relationship with dad because yes. there's so much there that just wasn't talked about or whatever. Like our relationship was non-existent. And so we flew him to Asia. We spent three weeks with my dad traveling Asia. It's hard in the beginning, but in the end it was just transformational. So that whole journey led me to you know, meeting my now husband um, and also starting Girl Skill where now I'm really passionate about female success and redefining it. And what does it mean to be a woman today? A woman who wants to be feminine in the sense that like, I'm a girl and I understand that I don't need to be a man anymore. Right. Uh, and I can trust the universe and I can trust men and we can all dance in this feminine, masculine uh, dance. And that's the world I believe in. You know, I believe in men. I believe in great men. There are great men around. And I feel, yeah. I feel sad that what's happening today is not acknowledging that there are great men out there. And I feel like women just need to regain trust in men because yeah. there's so many great men out there. I mean, it's probably they're less than the others, whatever, but I just, I just want to focus on them and I want to help women and myself as well, regain trust in, yeah. in the world and men and have a balanced future. So yeah, that's, that's where it started. That's what I'm doing today. <laughs> that's so awesome. And I think that's important. And I'm, I'm going to let, I can tell Maya wants to ask you something. So I'm going to just say this real quick. And uh, my, my experience with the, the masculine is also like, like you said, making peace with that, then you can actually have a more healthy feminine, you know? And um, I think it's going to take really um, women understanding themselves better to, uh, for so that we can come together with men. And I think it's exciting. These are exciting times right now. And in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this. Um, and there's also some craziness going on at the same time. So 
Um, it, it's just, it's, it's incredible what's going on on the, all the dynamics, just watching this show before, before our eyes right now. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> Go so, ahead. Uh, my question would be, um, what are you finding is the, the most helpful advice to women that have been in your place where they've been the heavy masculine person to get through that feeling of survival and what do you think is kind of coming down the pike for the new generations of balancing ah great (laughs) good questions my goodness okay um (laughs) let me let me think about this so for women okay so there are two questions right the first one is for women who are so here's what I did. And in my work with women, cause I start to kind of coach women and do these programs, whatever. Um, what I did is first of all, I mean, it's all, it's all, the answer is in self-love, but of course, self-love is a term that's like spread around or kicked around so much. Nobody knows what the hell it means anymore. Right. Um, I think the, the main thing that we need to do first is to explore and redefine and actually rediscover our own femininity and start embracing it rather than uh, resisting it. Um, Because a lot, you know, and it's really interesting because we live in a culture and a society where obviously masculine qualities are, um, you know, appreciated and rewarded. Um, And to me, that makes sense. You know, I'm not... um, the thing is that, you know, all the progress in the world, like if you want to build like anything that's doing and results oriented and goal oriented is, is a masculine quality. Like you need to get shit done. You go and do it. It's a lot of masculine qualities. And obviously women today, like we have so much opportunity today, you know, and I, and I, I tend to flip the coin and say, instead of I'm not being paid enough or I don't have enough opportunity, I flip the coin and I see a lot of opportunity today compared to 50 years ago. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's just as a woman today, I can do whatever the hell I want, you know, and I, and I choose to focus on, I don't have enough opportunity. I'm not getting paid well into, all right, where is the opportunity? I mean, look at me. I traveled, I started traveling the world by myself. Um, You know, I never had, it was actually really interesting to mention that because I grew up in Eastern Europe, I never had in my mind uh, a thought of an idea that I can't do anything because I'm a woman. Like, and because I grew up in Soviet, like post-Soviet Republic where everybody was equal. In fact, it was, it was beneficial for the progress, for the economy, for everything to put women in labor, you know, in, in this, yeah. uh, in the workforce. And so we grew up as like, I never thought, I never felt discriminated. I never felt less because I'm a girl. In fact, I was competing with men on the same level. So that never was a problem to me. And so because of what, what happens, you know, women are shut down to their feminine side, which means, you know, the nurturing side, the letting go side, the relaxing side, the flow in us, which is so powerful. So basically when you look at individuals and as a society as a whole, I'd say 80% of all of us are men um, and only 20% of like awakened women, conscious women, the, I I don't necessarily like using the term divine feminine because that's more into the yeah spiritual, whatever you know yeah yeah but 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 the powerful woman is a woman who understands her 
her powers and, and leverages them, you know, because as women, we can do anything we want. We can get anything we want, but we don't necessarily have to use the same tools, the same behaviors to get to where we want. And so I'm exploring all that. So what I'm saying is like the first step, is to really explore that side of yourself. If you're listening and you're like, uh, what's going on? You know, I'm with a guy who doesn't make sense, whatever. It's really embracing. And, and, and there's a lot of tools out there, you know, like my podcast or whatever podcast, a lot of books that really teach that because it's a skill that nobody taught us how to do. Right. You know, we're so disconnected from our creativity, from feeling into our body, from you know, just the flow of energy, just the fact that we can create life. And, you know, I'm not a mother and Maya and Ellison, you are, uh, I'm not no, sure. Maya, are you a mother? No. 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 Okay. Only dogs. furry dogs. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Animal there you world. Go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you can, I'm sure you can connect to what I'm saying in oh, terms yeah. of, it's yeah. not, it's not the same. Like it's just, I just see so many differences and embracing these differences. And then, so first thing is embracing it, understanding and really starting exploring it. And also I see in a lot of women, they should like, we need to prove something to someone. We need to compete all the yeah. time with ourselves, with men, with whatever, you know, prove it to our dad, prove it yeah. to everyone where I came to the point. I'm like, no, that's, I'm done with that, you know, and my career, my business, my whatever doesn't define who I am as a woman. Mm. And so that's the first thing. And the second thing, of course, is understanding men. And it's really hard right now, like with everything that's going on um, to yeah. get, regain trust, especially if we've been victimized, assaulted, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there, but like, I'm all for take responsibility, heal yourself and move forward because that's what I did. And this is where my life transformed. I don't blame anyone. I just, you know, and everything transformed. The men around me today are amazing men. No matter what I meet, you know, I just attract this kind of energy that men are very helpful and I let them help. I let them lead, quote unquote, Mm. lead in a way that they just need to be, feel needed do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, totally. They don't, that's their they whole, don't have a purpose if they don't feel that way. Exactly. And so you see all these men, they're like, what the hell am I supposed to do today? <laughs> I think like, that's what's happening right now on a mass yeah. scale in some ways. I mean, with some people, not everybody, but you know, uh, men are starting maybe to question that, you know, what is my, what is, what is, what, why am I here? You know? Exactly. And so when I get on podcasts, when I write, I tell men, and I'm, I, I know that you have male listeners as well. I tell men, we, we need you. We believe in you. I want you to open doors for us. I want you, I want I'm, you to I'm take welcome, care of yeah, us. I welcome you know? that. Like, please, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, thank you. And you know, there are women who resist it. I'm like, no, thanks. I can do everything by myself. Well, yeah. if you can do everything by myself, why the hell do you need a man in your life? And right. then they complain about not having a good relationship. Well, and you know, if you think about that too, it, it really, I used to be like that more when I was younger, I have to say, you know, about, I can do it all myself. I'm an independent woman. And I think that is a mistake because, um, because now what I've learned is it's more about, you know, receiving and allowing. If you really want to tap into the feminine, you kind of have to be able to receive you know, and that's a practice of that. So when someone wants to give you something, then take it, you know, receive it. And that'll be a good practice in learning about your own femininity and allowing things to come to you. You know, that's the whole thing about abundance, right? I mean, you know, that's a feminine quality. So, um, yeah, that's, Mm. that's what I, 
started doing it and also not explaining everything away. What's that? Yeah. Receiving is a big part of it, you know, and I had a big problem with it and I still am working on it. Oh, you know, yeah. Because we okay, also. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thrive Market has been my most favorite online store for about two years now. And I'll tell you guys why. It's because they sell the best and the highest quality organic and health products at wholesale prices. So you get about 25 to 50% off and they ship it straight to your door. So it's super easy and you can get all the products that we actually recommend on this show as well as uh, many products that you'd probably find at something like Whole Foods and it'd probably be marked up about 50%, which gets expensive every week. So that's one of the reasons I really love Thrive Market. So how do they do that? Thrive Market cuts out the middleman and works directly with the brands and then they pass all the savings on to their members. Members get everyday wholesale pricing at 25 to 50% off the best healthy and organic premium products for just $60 a year. So if you put that into perspective, you can make your membership back in savings within the first two orders, which is kind of amazing. And even better, for every paid membership, Thrive Market donates a membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. So together, we're all making a healthy living affordable for everyone, and we're helping the community. And that's one of the things I really also love about Thrive Market. And that's a company I am so honored to support. And if you support Thrive Market that way, you can also support our podcast. And uh, by just joining, even for the trial membership or ordering a product off Thrive Market, you send a little bit of money back to us. And that supports our production cost and all the time that we put into this podcast for you guys. So thank you guys so much. If you want to join um, or tr- do a trial for Thrive Market, go ahead and follow the link, click on the link, and then it'll take you to pureenergypdx.com, and you can find the Thrive Market banner, click there, and then it'll take you straight over there through our affiliate link. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, and now back to the show. We, we rarely get to talk about, um, you know, these kind of things. We have had a show a while back about it, but... Um, about women's empowerment. And then I think I would like to actually maybe uh, let's progress on to like victimhood, you know, because um, that's one big thing that we also have talked about in the past and learned helplessness, which is what we found is it's linked to um, physiology too and and lack of energy. Um, People, you know, especially for women who aren't really giving themselves the right nutrition or enough food in general. Um, can fall into this learned helplessness thing, even just from having a lack of energy, but, um, but also getting into this victimhood loop. So I don't know if you can speak to that, Anna, um, or if you want to give me your experience on that. Well, um, I just, yeah, I, I just want to say that I'm not an expert in, you know, I don't, I don't work with healing trauma, victimhood, sexual, you know, like there's a lot of sexual trauma, all of that. But having said that, I've interviewed women on my podcast and we talked about, you know, I talked to experts in healing sexual trauma, healing your heart, healing a lot of different things. And so I'm not saying this as an expert. I'm saying this from my own experience. And, you know, to be honest with you, I... mm, I wasn't victimhood mentality a lot growing up and up to my 20s. I had my own, uh, you know, sexual, so to say, 
incidents. Um, and I just think that it's, it's unavoidable. And, you know, the biggest challenge for me is talking about these subjects without sounding like whatever it's happened to you doesn't matter or whatever is happen- right. happened to you, just, you know, get your thing together and like move on. And I, sometimes it sounds like that, but it's not really that because Honestly, I haven't gone through a deep sexual trauma uh, and I know women have. And so obviously I can't be there sitting like, this is how you do it. There are women who went through it, healed themselves and teach other women how to do it. But in general, it's a, it's a really hard experience, but I've, I've just talked to, um, her name is Melanie Oliver and she's been through a lot and she's really helping women get over it. And I ask her these questions, you know, because a lot of women are asking themselves, why me? you know, um, like why me? And this question itself is already a victim question. Why me? You know, because you're just sitting there. Why me? Um, And so I honestly, like, no matter what happens, and I believe in the law of attraction and risking sounding like you attracted this into your life. I like, by no means I want to say that. Right. But I know that the, the victim attracts its predator. And there's a reason why some women um, attract this into their lives and others don't. And again, why me question? That's not a relevant question. Uh, There are many, many different reasons. And, you know, I've asked myself the question, why me? When my mother passed away, I've ever, like, it's a lot of different things. It can be sexual, not really. But understanding that going through it and taking proactive action of healing it is and taking responsibility for your own life, no matter what happens. I mean, there are women there who've gone through so much you know what I mean like rape and assault and kidnapping and whatever Um, and they've regained their power and they've learned from it and they emerged as as these amazing women who teach others healing and understanding and in fact they're much more powerful because they've gone through it and understood it and healed themselves so I can't talk about it much, as I said, <laughs> because I'm yeah. not an expert in this. And obviously, like, I can't understand sexual trauma that much because I haven't gone through it. But still, I feel like every woman's responsibility, no matter, because if you look at my life, I mean, I had a, I had a terrible childhood, but I've, I'm not sitting there and saying, oh, you know, like my past defines me or whatever. It's really how can you get up and heal yourself and move forward and create a life that you love and that you're proud of. and spread the light pretty much yeah yeah there's a lot of conversation um i don't know if you know about it in the u.s about the gymnastics um coach that was um yeah just and he um he's basically um the conversation that keeps coming up is that you know the silence that women take to first not talk about it and then how long it takes for them to actually say something about it and so there's a little bit of that I'd like to discuss a little bit with you is about what would that, what would you think would be needed to grow within that person before the, either the feminine or the masculine side, because something is either surviving is to say I'm masculine. I'm going to keep myself together and not tell anyone. And then the feminine side would kind of come into that side of like something happened to me. I'm not really sure what, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. so there's that nurturing of self, but also this, if I, if I let the story out and talk about it, I might be letting my masculinity down. So there's a little bit of that balance that needs to be played with. So can you give me a bit of a context? What happened? What is the situation that we're talking about with a gymnast um, teacher or what was it? Uh, the doctor 
right? So this, this is what I heard. He was, he says he, this is a doctor for the U.S. women's Olympic gymnastics team. And so I don't know if you know of Bella Caroli. Um, the, he coached yeah, Naughty Comedy. I stopped scrolling Facebook or news about a year ago. So oh, did like, you? I have no I, I idea really what's happening in the world unless <laughs> I actually tell you this from other people mostly because so, I, was, I was a gymnast and they think that, you know, talk to me about it because of gym. Uh, so but, Nadia Comaneci was like the top yeah. champion that won like a 4 0 in the seven, 70s. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he since then he's been like one of the top coaches. He came to the US and he and his wife have been top coaches in the U.S. for the women's Olympic or the U.S. gymnastics team. And so they have a camp and all this stuff. And so apparently the doctor that they hired has been molesting um, all of the gymnasts for a year, like 20 years, I think, or something. And the story's just now coming out. And um, and so I, what I just heard today actually is that he was giving them, he says he was giving them pelvic floor exams, but um, the girls said that it didn't feel that way. It felt more right. sensual or sexual. So um, I, you know, I, that's what, that's what Maya is referring to is, is, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's really <laughs> because what's going to start happening today and this is just the beginning. So what's going to happen today right now, you know, in, in the future, starting today is like all of these industries where men have harassed, um, insulted, behaved inappropriately, all of it is going to come out in all industries right because like yeah. if hollywood did that and that's amazing what's happening right because like yeah. if it's happening in hollywood and all these actresses are um you know moving forward with this and not being silent it's gonna happen everywhere because you know it's in the politics also i mean you gotta remember bill clinton you know oh, yeah there you go yeah, yeah. so it, it's really interesting like this is such a complicated subject to talk about you know and i Oh, and, and by default, because I'm in this niche, uh, people are going to ask me questions <laughs> right. and I'm going to like, I have my own thoughts um, around it, but you know, for me, how to say this in a, in a way that's not going to offend a lot of women or whatever. I tend to focus on things like, you know, the reality is that men and, you know, men have taken advantage of the female body and of their power for a very long time. Men have not grown up and, you know, as boys, as teenagers, whatever, in a lot of, like a lot of men today have built their careers, have built their wealth, whatever, not having proper figures, like male role models, not having fathers, not having a lot of resources and education to understand what are my values as a man? what is going on today. So they're abusing their power. There's a lot of ego play and all of that. So I'm not saying that to defend them or to say that is the correct way to behave. That's not true. But what I'm saying is that as, as a culture and as, you know, between the game between men and women, I think it's on both sides, to be honest with you. So I, I can't sit here and just blame the men and say, you know, you're, you're a bunch of pigs. You don't know how to behave with women, blah, blah. I accept responsibility as a woman myself, and I feel like the, the, the blame, and I don't want to blame anyone, it is what it is, this too shall pass, we are where we're at. I've tattooed this on my right hand <laughs> from my yoga training, right? Like, this is happening, let's acknowledge it, it is not right, it's not okay, what can we do together? So, the and I see, you know, I get really sad when women get together and say, the last thing we need to talk to is the white man to be in this room and discuss these subjects. Yeah. I feel like 
white men absolutely need to be present in these discussions and the, the guys who are like, that's not correct. The fathers, and especially the fathers who have sons, they understand the danger of it to come into the table and say, all right, how do we fix this? And because, right. you know, it's not a one day or like to two, it's like um epidemic so to say right like I, i'm yeah. not sure if it's my generation this 100 years is going to be fixed like some men just like you know they have two brains so to say and a lot <laughs> of them are just following one of them and it's like the primal brain the, there's so many unconscious men out there who don't understand this or whatever and so i feel like it's on both of us as women you know i've, I've gone through a bunch of programs and i've realized that as women, we define a lot of the times in dating and relationships, what is okay, what is acceptable. And if that's not acceptable for you, you got to say that. And then you got to kind of stand in your boundaries. What are your boundaries? If you're not feeling okay with it, then you like consequences need to follow. And so it's education on both sides, on the female side, how do we educate, you know, our sons or daughters? How do we talk about this in you know, in groups, but I, I still feel like this can be done in a positive outlook instead of having a lot of anger, guilt, like, all right, this is happening. It is what it is. What can we do moving forward to educate ourselves and not to blame each other and create a lot of hate and anger? So that would be my answer to, to that. That that's a great answer, and I think to uh, elaborate, uh, give you a little bit of my take on that too is I think that what's really important, what I've found to be important, is especially for women um, to really discover their own values so that they can set proper boundaries. Because otherwise, if you're not clear on that, then um, you can't set boundaries with the men, and then they and if you're not setting boundaries, then then they're you know they they're confused. So, right. um, they're, know, they're picking out get messed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's so true. I'm just saying like men always, you know, when, when you go on a date, well, as, as a guy, because I've mm -hmm. talked to a lot of guys, right. So they go on a date and they're testing your boundaries as a woman, what's allowed right. here, what's right. not allowed here. And, and women are different. You know, if for you, for example, what's not allowed is, you know, some women don't kiss until I don't know what date. Some women, some women sleep on the, you know, have sex on the first night or whatever. Right. And I'm not saying one of them is wrong or right, but women are testing your bound. I mean, men are testing boundaries. And so it's important for you to, first of all, understand what are your boundaries? Like ask yourself and have like a code or write it down. What kind of a guy you want? What is, what behavior is acceptable? What is not acceptable? You know, and a lot of women actually, they tolerate a lot of the shit that's going on. So am I allowed to like say these words here? I, oh, don't know. Yeah. I get really passionate. <laughs> I'm like, eh. yeah. So we tolerate a lot of the shit that, that men do and that's not the right way. Um, right. It's, it's about bringing it forward and saying, what are you doing? You know, because the divine feminine or the powerful, you know, Kali, the goddess, she's going to chop his head off and he knows it. And that's why men, a lot of men are like, I don't want to deal with that. But the conscious man, and this is what David Data talks about, and I love this subject. He's going to stand there and he's going to hold this space. A woman brings a lot of shit in a man in terms of this is what's going on. You got to like wake up, you know, if it's, a, if it's an equal partnership in terms of energy. You as a woman, it's your duty and responsibility to say what's happened. Like that's not okay. Because a lot of men, they're in their head or in the other head uh, a lot of times. And so they're not. Yeah. You know, it's almost autopilot for them that this primal 
instinct of like going forward, doing this. And they're not, they're not like us. Like we play a huge role in this as mothers, as wives, as girlfriends, whatever. So taking responsibility and really saying that was not okay. Next time, you know, this is the boundary. So I feel like that's really important. Sounds like a lot of education, like a lot of re and um, returning back to, um, defining self is to kind of know self but you have so many values that you picked up from your family when you grow when you grow up you accepted things in your society um, who was influencing you at that time the authority figures that you were growing up with so a lot of times we um, kind of snuffed out ourselves just to fit in and so that part of us has to reunite that fire that says hey you said yes back then, but you really didn't want to say yes. Now it's about honoring that no that wanted to come or vice versa. So it's really powerful to have teachers like you and people who are really passionate about it to help women and men redefine their boundaries. Yeah, you know, I work with a lot of women and I mean, uh, you know, and I talk to a lot of women. It's really interesting what's happening is that there's a moment, I don't know, maybe it's like the 30-year crisis or whatever crisis. Some women get to this in their 40s or 50s or 20s. It just depends. And a lot of us are like waking up, you know, it's it's like, oh my God, who am I? Like, right. what are my values? What's going on? So, and I had that myself, you know, I was like, oh my God every a lot and and for me it happened through travel so it can happen you know in a lot and i love one of the book that i can i recommend and you know my whole girl skill brand is based on this book is called women who run with the wolves i love that book. where yeah it's it's incredible it's like the bible into womanhood and femininity but it is true it's like we have gone through life with certain beliefs and obviously our parents, right? The, our parents, the, and that's what I teach women. And that's when I work with women, we, we look at what is the foundation of you understanding and believing what is true about relationships in general, because we model our mothers and fathers when it comes to how does the relationship work? You know, and for me, I grew up in a culture where cheating and in, in some cases, you know, violence in a family was kind of okay. You know, if, if a man is cheating on his wife, that's kind of, that's the norm. You know, what can you do about it? Men are, you know, pigs or whatever, you know, or like some, some sort of violence is going on. So I grew up seeing these relationships, you know, my girlfriends, like I remember I was a teenager. Some of my girlfriends were saying like divorce was happening all over the place. It's still happening as you know, you know, men were cheating on their wives. And I'm like, well, I guess it is what it is, you know? And so only later when I started being conscious, when I started discovering and understanding, when I started looking at men who have values in their life, who were cheating is not okay. Like, no, you know, who care about their families, who care about their women, who have fathers, role models that are proper role models. I'm like, wait a second. Everything I knew about this is pretty much not right or how it should be and so yeah we go through life with all these different things how things should be and the fact that i travel so much um i see a lot of different relationship models and i talk to different people and for me this was the awakening when it's like who am i without my job without my beliefs without my hair you know like without my makeup whatever like whatever the story we built around who am i as a girl as a woman just gets stripped away and then i i love doing the work of 
redefining that. Like, who are you as a woman? What are your boundaries? What do you like doing? Like, yeah, yeah, you've been in the industry working as an accountant, whatever, for 10, 15 years. But like, is this really what is like, is this really what you wanted to do as a little girl? And for me, it wasn't, for example. And so I love this type of work. And what you said, it's really interesting how we're programmed or like, there's a lot of patterns in there that we pick up, limiting beliefs and all of that. And so I know that now I'm, I'm planning to become a mother, mother soon. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm conscious about, oh my God, like I don't want to put too much pressure on myself, you know, because like I can be like getting paranoid, but I'm like, what am I going to teach to my kids? How is the relationship? What are they going to learn from me and my husband when we are talking to each other? What is the model that they're going to learn? So this is, this is so important. Yes, absolutely. Yes. You're already pretty, uh, a few steps ahead there, Anna, with that, I think. <laughs> Way further ahead than I was. Just a bit, you know, just yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah. Starts with that desire, though. So um, that's really great. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's it's really powerful when we're able to to know ourselves better as women. And and that book that you mentioned, Women Who Run with Wolves, that was that's a really great um, kind of. Uh, I guess it uses uh, in a way it's, is it, I mean, it's a Carl Jung kind of like approach, but it's, it uses more mythological kind of approach for is how I felt when I read it. And it, it, it really brings you back to like the stories of women, you know, like really what we live, you know, and, and we do forget who we are a lot of times, like, cause we're, you know, I know personally, I became a people pleaser very early on. So I just took on that and, and started just, uh, just eventually stopped knowing who I was anymore, really what I wanted. So I had to kind of get back to that and relearn that. And that led me to this podcast, but, um, but yeah, that, that can be, that's a, that's a journey there. And, uh, sometimes it happens in midlife, sometimes it happens in their twenties, but for everyone's different. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the biggest journey. Yeah. What I found I liked about the book was a reminder of the transitions in life from the maiden to the matriarch to the, um, to the um, elder. And um, as history has shown, our culture has progressed so more away from those rituals of honoring self and what the human experience is about. And the book kind of brings you back to the knowing of like these transitions start to come at you and you don't like really know all the essence of it unless you've been around like others that have kind of can guide you and tell you. So community wise, especially I, you know, if you have your fellow uh, women or men that you um, are with, you get a, a, a blend, you know, instead of just being alone and going, oh, yeah. oh great, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody else has been through it. Nice. Yeah. That's great to know. Yeah, there's a chapter in there about finding your tribe, and I think it's called the gazelle or so, or the the duckling. I can't remember, but I love the who was it? Zigot. I think she mentions the the um, animal zigot and how a lot of us are yeah. just not in our tribes. Like we're born into societies or families that are like you know. She. I always felt like I don't belong here. I always felt like an ugly duckling. Like I'm not supposed to, why am I here? And so that quest for finding your own tribe and finding where you belong is a really important quest for a woman, especially because, you know, for us, community and relationships are pretty much 
the most important thing um, that we want. And so being surrounded by that and being supported, especially by a community of women is so important. And for me, it's been such a transformation when I've, I've I've basically redefined what I think about myself and other women. And now I'm like really, and you know, the sisterhood, especially in podcasting, it's really interesting how women are just, are just keen to help, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we have such a strong connection yeah. because we can empathize a lot more and we're like, yeah, sure. I'll jump on your podcast. I'll share my success. Like, let's yeah. do this. Anna, what about this? Well, in, in male dynamics, it's not really like, there's a lot more competition there while we're mm-hmm. focused on as a community, what, how can we come together and help each other? And, and, you know, they're like, it's, it's fierce there. You know, I it's didn't under- I didn't know that actually. I have, uh, yeah. Well, that's why it's really hard for us to compete with. It's not hard in terms of. It's not hard in terms of ability, intellectual Uh ability, physical. Yes, of course, there's differences, but intellectually, it's not hard. Like women can do anything that men can do in terms of intellectual ability, but energetically, we deal a lot. it's, it's more difficult for us to, to deal with a lot of stress that men go through. They have some kind of an ability yes. to withhold stress. Uh, like for them, no problem. You know, my husband wakes up at 4.30 a.m. He just goes for it, you know. It's called like testosterone, right? Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a locomotive. <laughs> you know, there's a goal. You just go for it. You don't stop. Yeah. You just go. I would yeah. never be able to do that. You know, he goes to CrossFit. He comes back home and he's like sweating, dripping, tired. He's like, oh my God, I almost threw up. It's awesome. I'm like <laughs> looking at him like, are you kidding me? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, one of the yeah, things we like to talk about on our show is the difference with the hormonal yeah. difference. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it, it is, um, that is interesting. Good. Just yeah. remember when he turns 40. Then yes. Think, all things will change. change. He, he's already 40. <laughs> oh, so he's already gone. <laughs> Maybe 50. I don't know. 50. Men are later with that, aren't they, than women? So you can find me. Well, obviously, you know, I have the Girl Skill podcast. And yeah, I and really, we'll put all your links on the podcast notes as well. Just Right. Like, so yeah. if you go to iTunes or whatever, you know, if you're listening to this, so you were listening to podcasts, whatever is your app or whatever, uh, find Girl Skill. Um, and yeah, Anna Rova or Girl Skill, you can find my podcast, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, if you're a woman and you know, this is interesting to you, you resonate, just tune into some conversations I'm having with, uh, and not only my podcast, there's so many great women talking about this subject, you know. And so go there and my the website is, uh, you know, girlskill.com. Everything is there. I have, I'm not sure when this episode is going to air out. I have a a really interesting beta experimental program coming up. So I'm, I'm doing my first ever group kind of live program. It's going to be a six pro six week program where I'm going to teach women, you know, it's going to be a close circle of 10 women. I'm going to teach them everything I know about femininity, you know, rediscovering. So it's, it's, it's called rediscovering your own success. Um, Cause a lot of women are a bit confused about what does it mean? As, you know, success as a woman. So it's a six month, pro- six week program, sorry, where I teach them everything I know. And especially men, like there's going to be two weeks about men. So if you're interested, you know, you can go to the website and I don't know, I'll probably put up a work with me or something like that. Do you have um, a newsletter, Anna, that people can sign up on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. if you go to the website, obviously you can sign up to get new episodes and um, what else is in there? Yeah, just new episodes and subscribe. Okay. I'm putting together actually, uh, by the time this probably airs, it's going to be out. Um, so 
Okay. In all of my episodes, I have a tools and resources section, and I'm going to ask you, Allison and Maya, as well. So, okay. like, what are your favorite tools and resources uh, that keep you productive and fulfilled? So, I'm releasing a business and career edition for women who are really looking for amazing resources and books and apps. So, that's going to be on the website as well. Yeah, but you can find me there, and then from there, you can find me personally. You know, on Instagram, I write whatever. So, you have I don't a great know. Instagram uh, account, by the way. If you guys, you guys need to check out. Anna's Instagram account. It's beautiful. Um, and it's, it's girl skill. skill. Well, I go by, so I go by my personal one is Wanderova. So it's W-A-N-D-E-R-O-V-A. And then there's the girl skill official. That Instagram is more of a magazine where I um, read episode covers and like quotes and also uh, wolves, wolves and yeah, women. Yeah, I love it. I love all the artwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. So check that out. For um, sure. And also definitely check out her podcast. I, I love your podcast. I, I subscribe to it and it's, uh, you have some really great um, conversations. I love your voice on the podcast. It's really very pleasant and uh, to hear and, uh, which is, you know, you can't say that for all podcasts, right? So, but it's nice to have, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so yeah, but thank you uh, for the work that you do and all this, this wonderful stuff that you're sharing with people and helping people with. We really, really appreciate you and we appreciate you coming on our show. Thanks, Anna. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to watch this podcast, head on over to pureenergypdx.com and feel free to comment and access the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show and start a conversation. We'd love it if you subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher as that helps us get out to more people who could really benefit from this information. If you want to support this podcast, we'd love it if you head over to the show notes page, click on the Thrive Market banner, and that'll take you to our through our affiliate link to the page and you can check out Thrive Market and um, try the 30-day trial. See how it goes. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your, your experience of Thrive Market. I hope you love it as much as I do. Next week, we have a really special episode planned. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. It's a topic show, but it's our anniversary special. We're actually, we've actually been um, doing this show for a year now, and we want to celebrate that, and we want to celebrate, uh, share that celebration with our audience and, and give you guys some great information where we're going to recap some of our favorite shows as well as talk about some big subjects. So definitely stay tuned for that one. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys again soon.